Hey folks, before we start, we just want to say that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Enjoy! that actually I loved it hello and welcome to actually I loved it up some mediocre arguments and Katie's very good at uh, challenging me. Lots of thorough research from my end. She's, she does a lot of research about these shitty movies and she makes them sound good. Question my um, citations. I've got the list here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, my name is Kayla Hamill. Uh, my name is Katie Nethercoat. And this week I challenged Katie to watch Ghost of Girlfriends Park. I love that we've got some spookiness happening in October. It's the spooky season. We and this is one of the spookiest movies I have ever seen. Absolutely (laughs) terrifying. Um, Give you some info about this delightful movie. It was directed by Mark Waters, um, who we all know directed Mean Girls. Did know that Um, definitely. Um, and another movie, Freaky Friday, which again is a classic. I mean, excellent films. What a roster. Um, excellent films, but yeah. The writers were John Lucas, Scott Moore. I think that was the downfall is he didn't have Tina Fey in this movie um, to help <laughs> with it. So <laughs> no I'd thank you, John Tina Lucas Faye and Scott Moore. cut of this movie. Wouldn't you? It yeah. Would, yeah. yeah anyway, Let's... Anyway. <laughs> There'd be so many, like, so much more men dying. Um, uh, the release date was May 1st, 2009, and it's rated PG-13, which is wild to me. It should be mm-hmm. G. Um, <laughs> it's starring Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Garner, mm. Michael Douglas as oh, Uncle Wayne. Icon. Brecken Brecken Meyer. I know. Where have you been, Brecken? Where have you uh, been? Lacey, Lacey Chabert. Yeah. I, uh, Gretchen Wieners. Lacey C, Gretchen Wieners, Robert Forster. And there's more, but I'm not going to share with you. Yeah. Um, and Katie, I've just written this brief summary. Please. Wrote it once, didn't look at it again. So I love this. Let's see Is it a Wikipedia link to a Christmas carol? <laughs> it's actually the last book I read. It's actually it's the synopsis of growing up queer in Australia. <laughs> no. Okay, so here is a brief summary right. of Hit Ghost me. of Girlfriends Past. Celebrity photographer who no one has ever heard of, Connor Mead, played by Matthew McConaughey, lives an empty life in the fast lane. 
he vows to be a bachelor forever because his uncle Wayne told him to. Mm-hmm. He also looks shiny all the time and that's something that we should discuss. <laughs> On the eve of his brother's wedding, Connor is visited by the ghost of his past girlfriends. Very much following the story of A Christmas Carol, but way shitter and this time Scrooge is a gaslighting fuckboy. The girlfriends walk him through his failed relationships to find out what made him such an asshole. Interestingly, the audience already knows the answer 10 minutes into the film. Is there any chance for him? We hope not. Jennifer Garner is in this and that makes me sad. <laughs> I feel like there was a little bit of bias showing through in that uh, particular I summary. I don't... I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't. I did say that I wrote it once <laughs> yeah. and didn't look at it. I didn't. This was on the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, was it? Page. <laughs> don't look. Don't look. You up. send me the link uh, to that one. <laughs> yeah, I will. Oh, my internet just cut out. Oh um, no. Uh, speaking speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, here are some reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just Rachel Wagner. She says it's just 95 minutes of vanilla laziness. I do love vanilla. Yeah, but it's not like a vanilla slice. It's laziness. <laughs> if I was choosing a flavour of laziness, I mean, I think I'd rather vanilla. Are you kidding? I don't, wouldn't, what you is, like the most, wouldn't you want the most indulgent flavour of laziness? I, what's the most indulgent flavour of laziness? Like a deep dark chocolate. Ooh, nah, too much. Too bitter. I don't want bitterness uh, in my laziness. I just want it to be plain vanilla smooth. Yeah, but it's not even being the lazy of all lazy movies. Like, it's not even making it to that. It's just... <laughs> blah. <laughs> all right. It's more, a beige wall. More. Sorry. Uh, this is from old mate David Stratton. All right, Strat, what you got? Yeah, come on, Strats. Um, I suppose your reaction to the film would depend to some extent on whether or not you find Matthew McConaughey a charmer. I don't. So I found Connor repulsive with no redeeming features. <laughs> Imagine if your dad... If your dad said that to you. If my dad said he didn't find Matthew McConaughey a charmer, that would be a shock. No, no, no. I'm saying imagine if you were <laughs> if you were Connor Mead and your dad's like, I find you repulsive with no redeeming features. Oofty oh goofty. <laughs> uh, we have one from Ben M. All this right, movie, ben. I think, really did the impossible. Mm-hmm. It makes failure to launch look like the thin man. Thanks, oh. Ben. What does that mean? I don't know, but he scored it one star, so I was like, that must That's be a it. good review. Okay. Uh, Sh- Sean, Sean the movie guy, yeah. as opposed to Sean the... The sheep. The sheep. <laughs> or Sean the other guy. He said, the comedy is reduced to pratfalls and embarrassing situations, and much of it comes across as just mean-spirited. I mean, you know spirits, what, Sean? ghosts. I think you're right. Yeah, but <laughs> There mean. were mean spirits. Um, so those are all our professional critics. Um, okay. Well, some say professionals. I would uh, look <laughs> to the audience for professional opinions, actually. Um, <laughs> this one just made me laugh. Okay. Thanks, Robert T. Robert T says, good for a went Sunday afternoon. <laughs> what is that even? Where did Sunday went? Very good, Robert T. Uh, when a movie has a very weak script such as this one, it has to be really funny to even make it bearable. And Ghosts of Girlfriends Past isn't. That's from Rick A. And we have one more. Brianna, this is probably the saddest one of all. Okay, Brianna, hit me. I did not like this movie, unfortunately. Oh. It's real sad, hey? Oh, I, I want to give her a hug. Thoughts and prayers with you, Brianna. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Prayers go out to you. Sorry you um, did 
did not like this movie. I want to give her like a nice hot cup of tea. If she doesn't already have a cat, she can borrow mine and just Maybe. Like, have a nice little afternoon moment. Yeah. Maybe she should have watched it on a went Sunday afternoon <laughs> with I, Robert Clearly, Tate. that is the answer. I also <laughs> watched it on a, a went Sunday afternoon. What does went even mean? Who knows? It's it's in the it's in there now. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so, Katie, after all those brilliant reviews, yes. what did you think? Ah, oh, okay. For little words, actually, I loved it. I did. I truly <laughs> of, did. Of no surprises there. Of course. Wait. <laughs> Don't say truly. That was that was too sincere. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. All right. Tell me, tell me why. Let's, okay. let's, uh, let's get into this. And I think that it. the elephant in the room is an elephant that looks like Charles Dickens because mm-hmm. this is very clearly a version of A Christmas Carol, right? Yes, ab- absolutely. Do you, do you like A Christmas Carol? Just the story itself. The story of a – talk me through the story. So, okay, this is, this is, no, this is a good idea. So um, in A yeah. Christmas Carol, you've got, I was about to say Scrooge McDuck. It's not Scrooge McDuck. It's just Scrooge. Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge. Um, good just, old Eb. I have read the book, but I need everyone to know most of my recollections of the A Christmas uh, Carol story do come from A Muppet's Christmas Carol, which is a perfect film. Um, and I will hear nothing I, against no, it. That I have seen. Good. That's Brilliant. all you need. Um, yep. So basically, you've got Scrooge. Uh, he's a miserly old man. He mm-hmm. doesn't like to give out any of his money. Um, everyone, he has an um, uh, employee called Bob Cratchit. Uh, everyone like wants time off for Christmas, and Scrooge is like, "No, you have to work harder, and I'm going to pay you less because I'm a grumpy old man." He's the mm-hmm. worst, right? Uh, he goes home and has a terrible night's sleep where he's visited first by, uh, in A Christmas Carol, it's Marley and Marley, but in the original story, it's just uh, Bob Marley. No, that's wrong. Don't what? say Bob Marley. <laughs> I, uh, Bob Marley, no brain. woman, no cry, Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, that one. No, um, by his former associate Marley, who's like, I'm in hell and I'm really unhappy and you shouldn't mm-hmm. have a life like me. Then he's visited by three more ghosts. There's the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. They show him a bunch of stuff, and at the end of the day, he's like, I've been changed, I've been living my life wrong, learns the error of his ways, comes out the other side, everyone has a turkey, um, and Tiny Tim lives. Which Tiny is, Tim? Tiny Tim. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> I'm oh, just, my God, there was... Do you remember Tiny Tim? I have no idea who Tiny Tim is. Okay. Um, Tiny Tim is Bob Cratchit's son who right. is sick. And in A Christmas Carol, when he looks into Ghosts of uh, Christmas Future, he uh, being very – if he continues on his path of, like, not giving enough money, not paying his workers enough, then Tiny Tim dies. And it's the tragic. Yeah, the death of a child. We're back oh here again. The stakes are high. Stakes are high. And also, in A Muppet Christmas Carol, it's a really cute little um, frog puppet. So it makes you feel real sad. Is Bob the frog Cratchit... puppet also going to die? Well, yeah, the frog puppet dies. Oh, my. Yeah, it's tragic. Anyway, he, di- he, he learns the error of his ways. Tiny Tim is saved. Christmas is also saved. Everyone eats a fun turkey and Scrooge becomes a better person. So, mm-hmm. I, obviously, you've seen A Muppet's Christmas Carol, but generally, that story, right? That's a winner. Yeah, absolute winner. Yeah. Absolutely. Would say. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you did, because my entire <laughs> argument is based on that premise. 
<laughs> Very Basically, funny. Basically, uh, I feel like the best stories, and I think you would agree, are designed mm-hmm. to be told over and over again. Nah. <laughs> Tell that, to, tell that to me as a child, listening to my dad be like, now have I told you the story about the time I lost my tooth? <laughs> tell me, tell me that, tell that to past Kayla, sitting at dinner just enjoying her meal and dad goes, ah, life is good. Let me tell you a story about uh, 20 years ago. And well, I've then, heard it all before. Well, then you must enjoy then when a story is retold and they do change some things around when they when they mess things around a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask you another question. I'll ask you another okay, question. Okay. Well, I don't even know if you asked me a question, but I'm just going to say I did not like Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. <laughs> okay. Okay. When – okay. So if you see a, uh, a Shakespeare play, say it's a performance of Hamlet – it's brought into the modern day and it's set in a high school for some reason. We've all seen those versions of Shakespeare. Great. No matter the quality of that interpretation that you've seen, do you feel like that lessens the impact of uh, Shakespeare's words? Does it detract <laughs> anything from the Shakespeare that's underneath the emo cuts and the Evanescent soundtrack? <laughs> Because Shakespeare's plays aren't meant to be like great plays. You know, they're meant to be dumb, silly shows back in the day, whereas now they're like well renowned. And I'm not saying that they're bad or anything, mm. but it's just like there is this elitist feeling to to Shakespeare's words. Yeah. That that is, is I'll admit, very funny when when a bunch of high schoolers have to put on a show and they're like, I must be Juliet. <laughs> Who was going to kill herself because Romeo did not call her back. But like, Romeo didn't have any signal on his phone. I've seen that a in a version. How many phone. times have you seen that? Oh, my God. It's too much. <laughs> Just leave it with Leonardo DiCaprio, like that version of Romeo and Juliet, and I'm good. Oh, please. I think what happened with this movie yes. is the, the, the Christmas Carol was was pretty like the basic thing of morals and being like if you're a good person good things will happen yes be kind to others to show kindness to yourself this was not that at all I didn't find this to be the case at all okay you don't think that he had a growth in like he didn't uh, grow during this journey you don't think he learned the error of his ways I wish he had a growth Katie and I (laughs) wish it was bad one Um, I didn't. I didn't say that. You said okay, that. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry, Connor Mead. Um, I. The thing is. Yep. Christmas is saved. Blah 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 blah. Yes. I think for this one, it's like one person's individual life is somewhat saved, and it's not even a life. Like nobody died. Mm. Um. A wedding that he was not like he wasn't being married to anybody. Yeah, yeah. He was fucking that up, and it was basically to be like, "Hey, this is the ideal life. 
is to be in a heteronormative relationship <laughs> and to be married. And that was the lesson and moral that we all learned. See, I I would like to put forth that it's not necessarily Matthew McConaughey, Connor Mead's soul that's being saved. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey Mead. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah. It's not his soul that's necessarily being saved by this action, but all of the women that he would have dated and broken their hearts uh, and treated quite poorly. So it it is a betterment of the rest of humanity and for womankind. So are you saying mm. that in actual fact, Connor is being punished by the end of the movie? <laughs> is that is that what you're saying that? <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Jennifer Garner or Jenny, or as he said, Jeannie, which was very confusing. I had to write down her name. I had to correct the writing of her name like five times. So I was like, is it Jenna? Is it Jeannie? Is it Jenny? Who is I, she? I Look, Who I think she? I will happily admit she deserves better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that a little bit she's taking one for the team. Yeah, but does she deserve better? <laughs> Does she? <laughs> well, if that's your she... argument, then they can just be happy as a little toxic pairing and the rest of humanity. Everything about this movie ever is after. toxic. <laughs> Everything is toxic. <laughs> that's why it's one of the scariest movies I've seen. <laughs> I would love to talk about the ghosts. Because, yes, uh, yes. I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast. Uh, I love horror movies. I mm. love ghost stories. I just finished watching... Uh, the Haunting of Blind Manor, which I also, uh, oh my God, I loved it so I've, much. I just, I started watching Blind Manor um, and then I realized that Hill House was the first one. Yeah. And I watched that and I, I finished last night and I'm broken. Are you broken inside? It's so. Have I told yeah, you I've seen it four times? It's such a beautiful. <laughs> no, I, co- I, yeah. I can understand that. Anyway. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, watch anyway. it's Genuinely, you got everyone should watch that those yeah. TV shows because they're fantastic. So, so good. Oh, I adore them um, so much. Anyway, love a ghost story. Yeah. And this had ghosts even when it logically shouldn't have had ghosts. And I appreciate that tenacity. I appreciate the decision. It. Thank you. I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Talk me through the logics of ghosts because logically there shouldn't be ghosts. No, logically. Anyway, right? Yeah. Logically the only ghost that we should have is Uncle Wayne because he is dead. Oh, you're talking about in the movie. In the I, movie. I was doing, I was like, shouldn't we logically not have ghosts? Like, aren't they a part of another world that doesn't make sense? And that's why they're so mysterious. But we're talking about the movie. Right. Let's let's start with Uncle Wayne. I do have a question about Uncle Wayne, but you, I've got, you go I've first. got other thoughts on Uncle Wayne as well. But yeah. I feel like, so he's the only one who logically makes sense. A, he's dead, as mm-hmm. ghosts typically are want to be. Yes. Um... And, like, they they play with that, they have fun with that, that's all good. Where I feel like they get a little bit innovative Mm. is, I mean, I don't know for certain if Alison, uh, Emma Stone, she plays basically the the ghost ghost of Girlfriend's Past, Ghost of Christmas Past character. I don't know uh, about her alive or dead status. She's dead. But they make her a... (laughs) She is dead. (laughs) Well, well, Mel, who is our uh, ghost of Girlfriend's present... Uh, his assistant. Dead. She's alive. No, she's confirmed to be alive. She's They're at the all party. dead. They're all dead, Katie. They're all ghosts. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. All right. <laughs> no, I understand. I, I understand what you mean. Yes. Those it hasn't been confirmed that those two women, those two ghosts, are dead. And and Uncle Wayne isn't even 
the, the one of the ghosts of the Christmas past trilogy. No, no. He's the he's the Marley character. Oh, is that okay? Not Bob. Not, not Bob, Bob Marley. Marley. Okay. Not just, Bob he's Marley. the Marley. He's our Marley. Great. Okay. He's our Marley showing up in chains, being like, "I'm in hell. Fix your stuff." Oh, of course, because it's so stupid and just like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I truly thought I had you for a second. Oh my god. Fucking hell. Um, Ab, do you want to talk about Uncle Wayne? I just I've I mean. I probably have more questions, but this is the only one I thought necessary to write down. Okay. What are your thoughts on Uncle Wayne being future Bruce Wayne? <laughs> oh, I love that. What do you think about that? Can you I imagine? I love that. Isn't I, can I posit yeah. that perhaps because uh, we all know superhero movies, they're all like splitting off into different universes. Mm. It's like there's a lot of realities happening at once. What if... Uncle Wayne in this. He is yeah. a version of Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. the version of Bruce Wayne that is from the same universe as Catwoman 2004. <gasps> oh, my God. That's a, that's a mic drop moment if I didn't have a stand. I, if you didn't, if you did have a stand. If I, no, <laughs> if I didn't have a microphone stand, that is a just, mic drop moment. Just throw your mic against the wall. It's okay. fine. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very obsessed with that now. And yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we need to do it. It also, like, it's because I'm really interested in heroes, like, and the hero's downfall and them Absolutely. actually being complicated, complex humans who make yeah. terrible decisions and are terrible people. Which is Uncle Wayne. Yeah, which is Uncle Wayne, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. a.k.a. Batman. Batman! Oh In an God. alternate reality where he never meets Catwoman, she's not there because oh. not only did she prefer Benjamin Bratt, yeah, she's also just like fucked off onto the into the sunset with her terrible spinal problems. Exactly. Who's there to keep Bruce in check? No and one. That's why he was always hurt because he was supposed to go on a date with her because he, he was. was a blind date. Yeah, it was, like, was a setup. She never turned up. He got his never. heart broken. That's never feel it. the pain again. Womanizer hung up the bat suit. Hung up just. <laughs> <laughs> hung up his bat suit he did <laughs> he's done oh my that, god uh, it's, it I... was wayne <laughs> the wedding was taking place at wayne manor um it's a little bit like haunting of hill house and bly manor but with bats so if you rewatch <laughs> ghosts of girlfriends past in every scene there's like You're a bat sick. symbol <laughs> Oh, I think we've cracked the case on that one. We've cracked the case. Well, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. So now we all know for sure that Batman is dead. Um, yes. So and terrible in this should, universe. I don't know whether we should give a moment's silence to uh, all honour <laughs> Marine Batman or not. Is it Uncle Wayne or is we it just put Batman? A full minute of silence. <laughs> be really good for us i think i think it'd be really good for this podcast especially. i think it'd be great what a choice um okay what so- a respectful choice <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we've got bruce wayne ghost sorry uncle <laughs> i mean one and the same let's just go we've, we've got we've got ghost batman um yes he's there guiding thingy but he's I get the sense that he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm still going to flirt with women and try to pick them up. Does he know that his life is shit? <laughs> so my read is that he doesn't get the chance to grow because he's dead. And we all know when you're dead, you can't grow. Right? That's true. Except That's for your tr- hair and nails. Oh, oh, God. 
his hair and nails so long. His, he should be like, his nails should be extra long. I don't know why he looks so well kept. <laughs> Terrifying. But he, so he literally can't change. He's yeah. stuck in his ways and he's the, he's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. I will totally, I, I think they did a really good, arguably too good a job mm. of making Uncle Wayne and Connor just the worst. Just, just the absolute most disgusting misogyny, like just foul. As D. Strat said, repulsive. Yeah, Absolutely I would agree. Repulsive. Yeah, they start the movie just so, so gross. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that you have to start really low to reach the highs of redemption in that final act. But do you? I mean, it just to take you back to a Christmas Carol. Scrooge asks yep. his workers to work on Christmas and condemns Tiny Tim to death. That is an example of two movies, Katie. <laughs> there are more than two movies in this world where people aren't mm. shit and they mm. end up being very great by the end of a movie. But like, but just think about how far we've come. The depth of the growth from him starting so horribly. Which he did. He was he was very terrible. Probably yeah. until the last ten minutes of the film. He's I would still also, terrible. He's pretty bad. I would also say I feel like there was some subtle uh, criticisms of white rich people just mm-hmm. being the worst. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so subtle. Um, that entire reception, basically the entire character of Sandra, um, I think just exists as a critique of how shit rich white people are. I especially felt that mm. um, the the writers, possibly the writers, most mm. definitely the writers, the director, um, <laughs> don't like women. Ooh. I got those vibes just because of how the characters were played out. Um, <laughs> because watching those, I didn't feel like many of the female characters mm. had much depth. Mm. They were mm. like, hello, this is me and this is what I say and this is one aspect of my personality and that's all you're going to get. Mm. Beep boop. I see. I wonder if it's symbolism For of that's how, that's how Connor sees the women in his life. And then as he goes on this journey, he learns to see them as more three-dimensional, you know? That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Connor sees women that way. Like, he sees women in a lot of... Oh, God, Connor's a horrible person. He sucks. Um, I was going to say, like, in terms of, you know, the portrayal of women... Um, yes. We'll get back to the ghost, but in, in terms of the portrayal of women, there's just a mm. moment where um, Jenny... she There's this moment she has with Connor where she goes, there are two types of women in this world. Yeah. Uh, and it's she, she says, those who like to cuddle... Or snuggle and those who are skanks or something who just like <laughs> she says those You either s- like hugs or you're a filthy slut. <laughs> she says that's that's direct. Which from are the you, movie. Kayla? Which are you? <laughs> that's a thing. I'm neither, thank God. <laughs> thank God I decided to be to be non-binary like two weeks ago. <laughs> So that that was, was that the catalyst? <laughs> that, this was the catalyst. I was like, oh, my God, I don't identify as either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, can you imagine? 
This is my coming out story. It's like I was watching Ghosts of Girlfriends <coughs> Past and Jennifer Garner's character said there are two types of women. There's only and two types of women. I didn't fit into that category, so I guess. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Fuck, that is that is perfect. Um so, so so she says this, which is um like hurtful. whoa, whoa, it's hurtful. Well, it's kind of like own it if you're if you're like yeah I'm a slut that's fine yeah, yeah but go for the, it she says there are two types of people that's just incorrect and mathematically like, that is that is false that is one hundred percent false Jenny she says this quote she s- describes that there are two types of women yes mathematically incorrect incorrect she describes herself as somebody who likes to snuggle hmm. um and then there is this this the skanky kind mm mm. I just wonder, like, what does she reckon her mum is? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, if we're going into this world, <laughs> let's categorise every woman in the film. <laughs> Which is, like, basically she appears to do just in, in, in that sentence. She says, well, you're either this or that. Look, I would like to, I feel like I touched on this earlier. I don't think that Jenny is necessarily the best person. She's absolutely Mayhaps not. She and Connor do indeed deserve each other. Oh my god, it's their own. Yeah, maybe it's their own version of hell. <laughs> is each other. And they just this have is what to... I mean. It's for the betterment of the rest of humanity. The movie was trying to save Brad. Brad yeah. is the handsome man who's basically a set up date for her at this wedding. Um, who is perfect? He reminds me of um, the princess and the frog. The frog and the prince. The Prince Naveen, like from the new one. Yeah. yeah. Just so, ch- just in that terms oh. of like so charming and tall. So and like charming. Has that twinkly smile. It's like. Ooh. Would turn into a frog if you kissed him as well. If you actually would. But in a cute way. <laughs> when is it never not a cute way? So you're saying that Connor and Jenny are actually like Scrooges. They're Scrooge. Yeah, they're they're the Scrooges. They're Scrooge times together. two. She, I'm saying she's not great either. No. And I'm saying by learning the error of his ways, learning that he's loved her, and she going back to him, oh. they're saving the rest of humanity, the rest of us, from having to date them. But do you think they're sacrificing themselves or do you think they're just like, hi, we love each other. Fuck the rest of the world. I don't think it's them being aware of like, well, we've oh, got no, to they're do not this aware for the world. They're not aware. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. But it's better that they're not aware. Why? I want them to be aware. I want them to be <laughs> You want, I want them, them to, to suffer. Know. <laughs> I want them to suffer like I suffered. Like we all suffered watching this movie. Okay, I genuinely found Emma Stone's character and Michael Douglas's character, I think they were funny. I genuinely think they had some Winners. very good one-liners in there. So there was at least one person in that writer's room who had some good zingers. Absolutely. And the fact that Emma Emma Stone is pretty good. Like she's she's kind of great. Comically, she's great. Yeah. She's she was fresh and live and also like pointed out some really weird shit about Connor, which was really nice. And very much enjoyed that. Do you know what I loved? Like, because the only redeeming thing I loved about this was the yes. fact that Emma Stone was a 16-year-old because yes. you could see that, like, 
16-year-olds would look at Connor as an older man or like, you know, because totally. like, girls that age, I remember oh, doing it being like, does. oh, I want to, yep, I'll do anything for you. And they treat themselves like shit. Yeah, and, absolutely. And for, for gross people, for gross men. And that was like a perfect representation Absolutely. I think we've all been that teenage like person. Yeah. Lusting after someone older than us or just someone who's so sucky, who's terrible. Yeah. But like they're everything to you. I was literally well, talking to Ollie about this last night. Yeah. Um we've been watching Pen 15, which is oh, uh again. Just, we can't talk about Hey, we can't we, stop we, talking about good things. Okay. We can't talk about good things on this show. What are sorry. we doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but we were talking about the like um, talking to someone who won't talk to you in front of their friends and like that whole thing. And I was remembering when I was a teenage girl, there was a guy that I totally would message like all day, every day at like 15 oh, and yeah. just he wouldn't talk to me in front of his mates. And it was like, it's just this, the, the reality of that and who that girl is, who that like teenagerhood is. Mm. Is raw and real and very funny, and I thank Emma Stone for bringing it's that. Very energy. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very funny. It's not triggering at all. That's the thing. I found that this movie, uh, uh, it didn't, it didn't hit the landing there. It didn't hit the mark in terms of going, hey, we're making a comment on this. It's just like, mm. hey, th- this is the way it is. What I will say is, this movie was made in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Now, I think we can agree that conversations around uh, feminism and all that kind of stuff, we're constantly evolving, we're learning, we're growing. I'm not saying that this is a feminist film. What I'm saying, I'm definitely not saying that. Are Will you saying that, that it's, stamp it's, on it. it's quite the opposite? <laughs> I'm not saying it's the opposite. I'm saying instead of uh, the full fo- uh, follow through, which, hey, this behavior is terrible and then this is what we do about it. It's mm. just living in the space of acknowledging that the behavior is terrible. It's step one. Yeah, but but that's such a that's such a privileged bullshit way of dealing with stuff. Of being like, hey, I said it out loud, so the curse is lifted. <laughs> it's like, can I get a kiss? Can I get a get a kiss Money and a cookie now? <laughs> such bullshit. Money, like, please. He should have at least had one leg broken during the movie. <laughs> I support that. He did deserve it's- it. He's not a good man. I'm not not arguing he's a good man. He's actually not a good man. And I know this because he was, I said it in the brief summary (laughs) that I read from Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. He looks shiny all the time. And how can you trust somebody who looks shiny all the time? You can't. You can't. That's what my mum told me when I was growing up. Every time I went to school, (laughs) she'd tie up my shoelace and go, Kayla, don't you trust anybody who was shiny? Don't you trust the shiny people? And I said, okay, mum, not understanding her. However, watch this movie. And then mum's voice echoed in my head, mm. don't trust shiny people. And I, the minute I saw Conor got Mate, it. I was like, I don't trust him. Nah, he's too shiny. Him. He's too shiny. He he wears his shirts too unbuttoned. Mm. But that's we... not just, that's that's a Conor Mead thing. I, it's a Conor Mead thing. I love, I love an unbuttoned shirt on mm. so many people. But mm. because I was so repulsed by Conor Mead, I was just like, no, no, he, put that away. But no. The, the stylist in this film, particularly what he was wearing uh, during the, uh, the when he's dating Jenny. So they have this montage. His where hair? His, 
Yeah. <laughs> this montage in the movie where it's like set, I don't know what it is, five years ago. Mm. He and Denny are dating. dating. There's like this montage. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's got horrible long hair and the worst silk shirts I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and like also everything has like a brown tinge. Oh, it's <laughs> so gross. I just don't understand how that's appealing to the eye. <laughs> yeah, Look, like- as, as a member of this podcast that is attracted to men sometimes, I don't get it. <laughs> it was not attractive. It wasn't it, like... No. I just... And I don't even know how the the performers how like they could even sell the fact that they're like yeah I find this person attractive like how could you how could Matthew McConaughey sell that you know like I feel like everybody was on set screaming at each other saying this is not right this is not handsome what a (laughs) testament to the skill of the actors in this film Jennifer Garner just uh, making us believe that she has feelings for Connor yeah I don't Making us feel, making us think that she feels anything. <laughs> that she can have feelings. She has a feeling. She has a few feelings and <laughs> two of those feelings, <laughs> two of those feelings are that women are, are cuddlers or skanks. Um, I've, um, I've spotted uh, my, two of my favourite notes that I've made yeah. while I was watching the film. One of them is toxic masculinity ruins the party again. <laughs> oh my God, doesn't it always? Which is very true. Yes. Um, and then the other one is, well, isn't it the consequences of my own actions? <laughs> wait, are you, is your, wait, sorry. I'm reading that as you going like, I watched this movie, didn't I? I have to, I'm being punished. Or are you no. saying something different? <laughs> I mean, I, I liked that he got punished in a yeah. way. Yeah. That that scene, you have to admit, even though the ghost of Christmas, not Christmas, the ghost of Girlfriend's <laughs> Future was a, a very blank hot chick who had no context and said nothing. Oh, my God. Even though that was the case, which I'm just putting aside for the men, I found that sequence very cathartic with all of the girlfriends burying him and him dying alone. Yeah, but that was like, that was a nightmare. You know, he didn't actually die. But did you not enjoy that part of the film? I did, but it was a brief 10 seconds. It was like a little (laughs) slap on the wrist. You know, when I want a spank on the bum. (laughs) You want lasting consequences. I want lasting consequences for people like Connor Mead who, A, classify relationships and having a girlfriend as maybe Mm. just kissing somebody. What is that about? Like that's that's just like some weird level of ownership of being like, okay, I've touched you, now I own you, you're my girlfriend for 27 seconds. Like that's legit when he's walking through that bar and people are like, You don't think we- he had uh, intimate relationships with all of those uh, women? Well, what, what do you mean by intimate relationship? Like intimate, physically intimate? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, not emotionally intimate. Emo- emotionally? <laughs> not uh, no. with any of them. <laughs> but, but, but. He, the fact that when you say girlfriend, like what is what is a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a partner? You know what I mean? What what are they? I feel like it maybe should have been ghosts of hookups past. <laughs> it didn't have quite a, it didn't have quite the Not ring. The I think they brought ring. that they brought it to the table and they're like, we can't 
we can't do the ghost of Christmas past because no. that's been taken. No. Ghosts of hookups, ghost of one ghosts time. Of bang, bang ghost mates. Bang mates. <laughs> I'm not saying Katie, it's good writer's room. I'm taking you, just, you into this poor writer's room, all right? I thought, I, I thought, <laughs> were you in the writer's room? Did you, did you <laughs> did say I bang mates? Did you say ghosts of bang mates past? Yeah. So just the fact that they're saying girlfriends. Is, I know. is ridiculous to me because so many of those women were just brief moments in his life and it's almost as if, A, he is in his own head and he's so egotistical that he's like, I was something really special to them. Mm. And also in saying that, the writers and, and mm. the creative and the directors are like, this is um how women feel when... A guy breaks their heart because every a, a guy every guy who rejects them, she's <laughs> heartbroken apparently. Mm. Mm. Which is like, why can't you let, why can't you let a woman be an asshole? Why can't <laughs> they wanting, let? A, are you wanting a twenty twenty ghost of girlfriends pass? Yeah, I want but a, it's I want a lesbian. Yes, no, I want lesbian. No, yes, please. And I want them just because there's a lot of hats out there <laughs> who won't know the difference. It's got to be. Lesbian ghosts of lesbian girlfriends <laughs> past 2020 dot 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 lesbians. Lesbians. <laughs> I just want that because I didn't get any of that. It was all from the male perspective, yeah. all about the ego, and it still was all about serving the mm. man and like mm. and and how special and 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 wonderful and idolized man is. And it's just, it's not the case, in my opinion. <laughs> I think, though, I think it's juxtaposed. So I think that you're right in that's his perspective, right? So mm. he's seeing all those women. He's imposing this idea that they are his, um, like, girlfriends. He's yeah. the one who's like, that counts, they were mine for yeah. a period of time. And then I think that you see how many of them actually cared for him in the in the future funeral when no one is there but his brother. So the reality is that none of these women actually held on to that, like caring about him he's deluded he was the worst yeah he's yeah. completely deluded i feel like we got a little bit real there no but i suppose you know what I've, as you're saying that i was just thinking i suppose i just didn't want this movie to happen because <laughs> i'm like we've like he could have learned that lesson without that audiences going to see it on film like what yeah. a what a waste of our time because it's like <laughs> Because we all like, we're like, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> this I, movie needed to be ten minutes. That's I, it. I will say, I am up for <laughs> this. This may be controversial. I love a Christmas casual. Casual. I love a Christmas casual. You love a Christmas casual. Uh, <laughs> that means, in in this in this respect, you mean just a casual relationship around Christmas, or as like working working casually during Christmas time. <laughs> Like neither. Um, <laughs> I love a Christmas Carol, and I love stupid versions of a Christmas Carol. Mm. It is one of my things that yeah. I just—it will always make me happy. It's like Scrooge, the movie with um, Bill Murray. I haven't seen it for years. It might be terrible if I watch it again, but I love that Muppet Christmas Carol. So good. There's an episode of Doctor Who which combines sharks, space, 
and a Christmas Carol and time travel. So it's like my favorite thing in the entire Katie, world. That's paradise. Why? Why are we even talking? Why, why are we are not, not talking watching about that? that? <laughs> I am actually. I'm watching it in the background. <laughs> Is that all that noise I hear? You're like, oh, yeah, Kayla. <laughs> shark. <laughs> um, the sharks are on. But I, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker. And when they come out with something that's like weird and different, because we've all seen like it played straight a hundred times. With, like, the old white dude in the Victorian era, and it's like, whatever. I've seen that. I've seen Tiny Tim die hypothetically 800 times. I don't need to see that again. Make him a puppet frog, on the other hand, and I'm there. Yeah. So I, I, this movie was kind of made, I think, maybe specifically for me. (laughs) I don't even think so, because what you just said was, I like weird, funny, like, takes on movies. Yeah. And then you said, for example, the Muppets version. You did not mention <clears throat> Ghosts of Girlfriends bars. So, like, I'm saying this would not have been a loss for anybody if this movie was not made because it's not even an interesting version of it. It's a lazy, vanilla version of it. It's so dull and so predictable and a little bit slimy because... <laughs> What I mean is a slimy boy. <laughs> it just—it's like I've written here. Like, why is everybody so obsessed with obsessed with being in a relationship? Like, why is that? It—it it feels like. Do you know what I imagine? <laughs> what do you imagine? I imagine like really super, super religious. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like going quite um on a bit of a tangent. Let's but- go there. In the past, and it still happens, there are things called purity balls where, (gasps) have you heard of them? I've heard of them, but please explain. Where, um, where, where, um, fathers and daughters go to a ball and they dance together and then the daughter vows to, uh, not sleep with another man, um, to her dad until Mm. like she's married and ready. And it's very fucked up because Mm. it's essentially being like, hey, my dad wants to, my dad wants to fuck me. Uh, he owns me. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it's it's essentially being like my dad owns me and my body. Yes, I'm his property. I'm his until property. Until I'm the property of someone else. And uh, he needs to know everything about myself and my sexual orientation and who I'm being yes. intimate with. Which is normal. It's so normal. Um, And so they do these purity balls. I imagine that those people... <laughs> Like all those girls, uh, Jennifer Garner grown up. You know what I mean? Because she's gone and she's 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 been told like, well, I vowed to my daddy and I see this man here and he's not. Well, we can't have a relationship until you and I are married and you've got to be the perfect man. <laughs> I don't have a soul. <laughs> What an incredible impersonation of Jennifer Garner that you it was just exactly, out, by it was the exact, way. I was feel exactly like that. I am on the Zoom chat with her. You are. In this. I'm shocked. I'm speechless. And now we're back. It's Kayla. What the fuck? I'm so Kayla, sorry. you missed Jennifer Garner. Where did she? What? It was incredible. Was she in my house? How did you miss this? It's she COVID. Was right there. It's COVID. She can't <gasps> be in my house. <laughs> Get out. Get out, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> How did she make her way in? How? She's, she's, not, she's outside of 25Ks, Kayla. Jennifer Garner's a, a ghost. <gasps> Jennifer Garner was a ghost. Wait, okay, hang on. Oh was Jennifer God. Garner a ghost the whole time? Was everyone dead? I mean, I I said it, I mentioned it before, and yeah. you didn't you didn't 
take the bait, but it had to percolate. I had to let it, had it to sit. Percolate. My Maybe. apologies. Maybe they Is were all dead. dead. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Okay, if... hang on. What if everyone was dead? Yeah. Except for Connor. And it's all the ghosts playing a huge prank on him and again trying to save all of the women of the world from his antics. I mean, if they had started the movie with a prologue <laughs> explaining that. Every movie should that, have a prologue. <laughs> every movie should have a prologue saying, hey guys, this is what the movie's about. Narrated um, by Kate Blanchett, of course. Don't be. <laughs> the world has. <laughs> What does she say? <laughs> I, I don't even remember, but um, yeah. The Lord of the Rings, obviously. Lord of the Rings. Um, Kate Blanchett needs to read every prologue of every movie and she'd be like, hey, quick update. <laughs> it's going to be okay by the end. <laughs> and here's the morals and lessons that we've learnt. A bit like how old movies used to have all the credits up front. Mm-hmm. It just starts yeah. with a, hey, guys, everything's going to be fine by the end. Really gentle. Maybe a little bit of like ASMR kind of like, oh, hello, this movie will be fine. You I, know? That's, that I need you to, if that's your ASMR, I'm really afraid. That was terrifying. Were you a tiny gremlin just in my brain? Wait, I'll do better. This is my AS- okay. ASMR. Hello, this is, oh, this is the product. <laughs> was, that, was that more relaxing? That, that was much more. Dying. <laughs> is that not what ASMR is? ASMR is more about the feeling alive. It's getting those it's getting those chills, but not like the chills on your neck, but not like the death chills. It's the like, whoa. I got Ooh. sensory moves. Ooh, that's bit, that's what all my haircuts in isolation have been. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> um what were we even talking about? Oh my god! I think oh no! I think I was speaking about purity balls, and I don't even know if that's if that's anything. But I just want to say that I think Jenny's character grew up probably super, super religious. Made a vow to her dad. Was like, Daddy, I'm going to fix every man, and I'm not going to be wedded to the right man who's kind and generous. I'm going to be married to a misogynist because that's what you are, Daddy. <laughs> and oh, I love you, Kayla, Daddy. Jennifer Garner is back. She's what? back. She but came I'm back. Here. Kayla, what? How did she get there again? Jennifer Garner! Jenny! <laughs> Jenny? Jenny! Funny thing. Jeannie. Sorry. Jeannie. Mm. Like a Jeannie in the... Let's quickly talk about the rest of the ghosts. Let's yes, talk about. Let's um, do that. So yes. we so we spoke about um we spoke about what's her name Emma, Emma Stone. Yep, we spoke about Ooh, Allison. Just She's quickly, great. she yeah. had an amazing bit that I yeah. really enjoyed, which is when Michael Douglas hits on her, and she's like, "Dude, I'm 16." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, thank you. You are 16. That is inappropriate. Thank you, movie." Yeah, but then remember what happens after that. He says that they're ghosts and it doesn't matter. But she doesn't she doesn't hook up with him. So So okay, yeah. I I just think <clears throat> um Emma Stone was great as as that ghost. Yes. She was excellent. very relevant. Ghost she of Christmas was, girlfriend's past. I wish there was more of um her type of character in the movie because 
it I felt agree. like she was uh, a representative of the audience. Like she was the yeah. easiest way that we could connect to this movie. Yes. Because the other ones was just like. <clears throat> Do you want to talk about Noreen DeWolf, uh, who played Mel, yes. Ghost of Girlfriends present? Do you want to talk about it? I would, because I liked her character mm. because, A, she didn't like Connor. I know. How good. That was just great. Refreshing. She actively mm. thought he was kind of a piece of shit, but she's working. She's getting her money. She's doing her job. She's professional. Yeah. And she's getting it done, and she has a good social life. She also thrives on the fact that Connor is an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because... There's the scene where she's she goes to those women's house and she's like, she's actually quite evil because she's like, I love this here. Have, have some alcohol. Give but me Kayla, your pain. the way the way you were talking earlier about how badly you wanted Connor to suffer, are you telling me that you are not also on that couch drinking a martini with those ladies? No, I no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> those women in 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 the movie, those women were suffering, but I think Mel. She's a vampire, essentially, and when their pain is is her bloodlust, <laughs> she was just like sucking out all the their their awful feelings and sadness and despair, and she was feeding on it. I like and this. I I think she is. I think she's an emotional vampire. She's and an I emotional vampire. She, look, if ghosts are in this movie and it is Halloween, then I mm. think it is only logical that she would be so, an emotional vampire. So if we're saying she's an emotional vampire, don't yes. you think that? She's actually, um, what is the word? Uh, 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 uh. While you think she's two seconds, I have yeah. light just blasting me. Into it's oblivion. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is the word? I don't want to say, okay. So, if we're saying that Mel is an emotional vampire, yes, wouldn't you say that she would therefore almost be a culprit in this whole situation scenario with Connor Mead because she's like she would want to endorse it because she feeds off that despair. So don't you think <laughs> that she and Connor are in cahoots? I don't. I don't think that. Um... Connor's aware of it because I don't think Connor is capable of that level of awareness. Mm -mm. But I think that she's a smart gal and she's gone, this man sucks and he's terrible and she's he's going to cause pain and I'm going to follow him. She's pulling all the strings. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's Mel. 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 Slow well clap done. Mel. Slow clap for Mel. <laughs> Incredible! I can almost <laughs> tolerate this movie now. <laughs> oh my god! If, yeah, you know, God is a woman and God is male. God is male. That's incredible. Yeah. I think yeah. we've and solved. We've I solved. Think we have. It. We've solved the mystery. Of I mean, ghosts I, we pretty past. much we don't have to talk about any of the other ghosts because <laughs> Ghosts of Future doesn't chat. <laughs> she doesn't want to have a chat. To be fair, um, on the record, I did hate that she was just a hot, silent woman. But I will say, in most versions of A Christmas Carol that I've seen, the ghost of Christmas Future is completely silent. Are they hot? So that, no. They're normally well, a then, Grim Reaper. I know, I, I know. It. I'm not interested. If it's not, if it's not a hot, silent person, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I just... <laughs> 
got a bit of a got a bit of a cuff going there, Kate. Yeah, just choking to death on that, <laughs> not on COVID. <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's just I really like the fact I I really like the fact that we have unpacked um the meaning of the ghost. It has made me feel a lot better. I'm glad um, because <laughs> because I just saw this movie. As, <laughs> as shit, and I still do see it as shit. But now shit with I can, layers, Kayla. Shit, with, shit layers. with layers. It's a it's a shit layered cake. And yeah. who doesn't love layers? Who, who doesn't, doesn't love, love cake? cake? <laughs> do you have a favorite moment? Was just about to was just about to bring that up. Absolutely. Please. Yes. Um, a couple actually. Funnily enough. Mm-hmm. My favorite, I, I again loved Emma Stone. Great, yes, thought that was brilliant. Yes. One of my favorite scenes was <laughs> was old man <laughs> Brecken Myers when he was an old dude. I I don't think this had anything to do with the movie. <laughs> I just think I'm slightly obsessed with uh, prosthetics <laughs> and like and, and when people use that in movies because because part of me is like. I remember being, you know, a really young child and watching yeah. the movies where people were like, they've got those prosthetics on, and I'm yeah, like, are yeah. they? That's what they are, aren't they? Yeah, 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 prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and being like, I can see where they've glued that on. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, you're a liar. But got also ya. on the other end, yeah, got ya, got ya, got, got ya, dickhead. That's me, at <laughs> six years old. <laughs> got ya, dickhead makeup artist. You've probably been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> dickhead, <laughs> my buddy, got ya. <laughs> um but on the other side so comparing got your dickhead with like this kind of fascination of like whoa that's what they're gonna look like when they're older yeah always had a fascination with same with that and a fear like a slight fear but also yes just total intrigue of like i wonder what everybody's gonna look like when they're older yes and because i'm also obsessed with old people in the sense of like, I just, I love old bodies. I love old people's hands. I love mm. their faces. Yeah. I think it's just, um, and it might be like, that might be a shitty thing to say because it might be like uh, patronizing, but I just, I think it, it, it's so weird because it kind of makes me emotional. Like just thinking about how those bodies have walked through life. Well, it's almost like, I, I get what you're saying. I think it's like bodies tell a story. And yeah. by seeing like the, the lines and the wear and how mm. something has changed and aged there's kind of like a history within that that's really interesting. I get you, totally. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just, I love it. And like, it's obviously I'm not going to walk up to every single old person and I don't. Why not? Um, I haven't yet, actually. Yet. <laughs> I will, I will after I go for a, uh, I'll go for a walk after this. Please um, do. Report back. But like, I'm not going to go up to every old person and be like, whoa, your story must be so fascinating because it's like, that's not the case, but it's just like, they're really showing human life, you know, and that's... <laughs> That's just like philosophical, dude. <laughs> you know, so that that was one of my favorite scenes, just yeah. because I was like, yes, prosthetics, yeah, dickhead, but also yeah. life, <laughs> dickhead life. You put it together, you've got a dickhead life. There you go. Beautiful. We didn't talk about it much, but his character uh, of Paul, who was mm. basically the Bob Cratchit, mm. he, I think it's Bob Cratchit. This is where I'm like getting my history of A Christmas Carol wrong. Um, yeah, the Bob Cratchit, he was kind of great. And he like yeah. stood up to his brother on behalf of his girlfriend. And when his brother was saying stuff about like not liking her, he was like, 
you can leave, mate. Like, I love her. She's the best. Yeah. And I was but just I, like, all right. I think he just, like, I don't know. I was also like, boo. <laughs> just because he was, he's like, you guys don't know Connor like I do. And it's like, yeah, oh, duh, yeah. because he hasn't tried to fuck you. <laughs> Brecken. <laughs> So tell me, tell me about your your diamond, shining diamond in the rough, Katie. <laughs> I think it comes back to my central point, um, which is the there's a part right at the end of the movie. He's just had his epiphanies. He's woken up. It's the morning. It's snowing for some reason, and he opens up his windows, and he leans his entire torso out, and he yells down to a young boy who could only have been delivering the paper and he goes you there young man what day is it is it christmas (laughs) (laughs) it tickled me is what it did i mean i think (laughs) can you tell me sincerely that you did not enjoy that moment i i definitely enjoyed the moment (laughs) Because we could safely say and safely see that that's where, like, not only was the plot lost, but everybody in the creative team lost the plot. Like, they're like, oh, well, this is, they're they're totally, like, they're still getting confused with with the Christmas carol. And they're like, no, 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 it's not during Christmas. It's a wedding. It's a wedding. But this is the, like, it's a wedding. It's a wedding. It's a wedding. Are we this convinced is, that they didn't start this script with a copy paste of a Christmas Carol and then they abso- mad libbed? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely it. convinced that they did that. And this is the this is a line that they just like missed. They accidentally they missed. skipped a page, and they're like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck!" The line should have been, "You there? Is it the day of the wedding?" <laughs> not that, the, not that the little boy would know. But the that boy's means- just like, "What? Like, what? Okay." You're a strange man yelling Stop at me. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> um, all right. So I I would really love for us to have our own little writer's room. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go in. I'll lock the door so that Jennifer Garner doesn't come in again. God, I don't want to see her again. She's so annoying. She's nice, but like, oh my God. Not in She's like too nice. You like, know what I mean? too, like a bit scared. Like, Ugh, like I don't an know intense if I trust kind of nice. that. Yeah, yeah like she it's do- too much. She doesn't blink, that's for sure. Like she's definitely the one in the friendship who initiates buying presents. And mm. you definitely didn't buy her a present the first time. And then yeah. you're like, oh, shit. I didn't but buy she also, her simulta- simultaneously, she has a list for everybody to buy oh. certain things. Now that we're in, okay, it's we're a Jennifer in. Garner free space. Yeah. I want to know what take on A Christmas Carol we should do next. Oh. <gasps> Oh my god! (laughs) Anything is on the table. Obviously, the all lesbian version of Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. I think that's that's excellent. Yeah, that's not necessarily a take on on a Christmas Carol, is it? No, No, that's the next level of meta. That's a take on Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what a Christmas Carol would you love to see? I would. (laughs) (laughs) What would I love to see? I think I would. (laughs) I would love to see like. <laughs> I was going to say like Uncle Batman. <laughs> I don't know why I want him there, but I want Uncle Batman there. He can be I there s- for sure. I'm still. I'm really. I think it's got to be Christmas. Okay, you don't want to go too far out. Well, you I don't, don't want to do Ghosts of St. Patrick's Day. 
Let's just do something really dumb. Like, <laughs> is there any other option? Like, Ghost of Smile Day Past. <laughs> ghost of National Hug Day Past. When somebody, somebody who no, somebody's not a hugger has to learn to hug. No, because that's forcing people to have physical no, we interaction. Don't, no, we no, don't no. want that. We don't want that. Some people don't want to be touched. Just don't get touch over those it. people. Don't it's touch fine. those people. Stop touching them. I just said. I just said. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Jennifer. I can see her out the window. I was too. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have you had any thoughts? Um, It's a very half-baked thought mm-hmm. in that the only word in my head is dinosaurs. Oh, my God. Because I love dinosaurs. Mm. And I Jurassic Park is probably my all-time favourite movie. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just picturing an all dinosaur version of a Christmas carol. And maybe it's like you've got the Scrooge is like a T-Rex and you travel back in time and you see maybe the the innocent little um, Stegosaurus family that he's going to eat next week. And it's like mm. you learn a bit about tiny Stegosaurus Tim. It's a very half-baked idea, oh, no, but there like are it. dinosaurs. Have you got? Could you build off of that? Is there something? Yeah, I um, I would. I think that's a really cool concept. I wonder. Yeah. If the stakes are even higher. Yeah. And like the ghost of the the present, ghost of mm. Christmas present is like, mm. if you don't change your ways, mm. a meteor is gonna hit the earth. <laughs> oh my god! And ghost. Ghost of Christmas Future is a human being. You're going to die. Like, yeah. uh, we replace you. We replace you. <laughs> if you screw this up. Like Annie and actually just sees, kills uh, everybody, dies. Yeah. It's a downer ending. Oh, my God. That's uh, that's obsessed. what we need. We need, we need a, a Christmas carol where the main character is not redeemed. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we need it. Like, we like we need that tagline of sometimes people don't learn their lessons. Am I right, dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Tim. Dead. Tiny Tim, dead. Extinct, even. Extinct. Tall Tim, gone. Gone. Medium Tim, maybe he's still there. We don't really know. <laughs> we actually haven't heard from him in we a while. We haven't got data on that. Medium Tim, if you're out there somewhere, please, please contact please, us. Please let us know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Katie, I think that's an excellent excellent uh, time to wrap up i'm very obsessed with this uh dinosaur version of a christmas carol i can't wait for it i think we stage it as a two-woman uh audio drama (laughs) i'll be send us an email if you want to um fund this project who are you gonna be who are you gonna be kala please it's just gonna it's just gonna be my dad being like do you actually want to do this project because i can help you out My dad's like, and my dad is very supportive. So is my mum. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, we do want to do this. (laughs) Mum and dad are very supportive, so they're going to be sending me some money without my consent. (laughs) I can't wait. Katie, can you? uh, I'm very scared, timid, frightened. (laughs) Be afraid. I'm going to dip my little toe in the pool of clues that you're going to give me. Okay. So I think, as we know, we're on theme it's mm-hmm. Halloween. It is. All right. Our next it's episode. Hello. Halloween. <laughs> Can we call it Hey Ween? Hey Ween. Hi Ween. I'm just trying to, <laughs> let's shorten it. <laughs> what if it's like Ween? 
which is queen. like H apostrophe queen. W E. Yeah, love like it. Queen. I love it. It's like g'day, but it's queen. Okay, queen. great. Um, queen. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing for next week's queen? So it's theme? our it's our queen special. Oh my right. god, the queen special. The queen special. Now I feel like for context, uh, Australia is not huge on Halloween. It's not necessarily a big deal here, but we're gonna try. We're no, gonna yeah, get we're into like, this. We're the awkward cousin who who is not old enough to talk to the adults and not young enough to play with the younger cousins. Where that that's what Australia us. is in terms of Halloween. Absolutely, we're we're interested. Yeah. We're interested. Yeah. We definitely don't quite get it, and we're not yeah. really going to participate. But no. like. We'll check it out. We'll we wish we could just s- we wish we could just sit in a dark room at home and not have to talk to anybody. Full disclosure, it does have the word Halloween in the title. I've oh gone God. obvious. I've gone. Is it big. Halloween? It's not Halloween. Oh, it has to be a bad movie, doesn't it? <laughs> but I ultimately decided that there was one one man that needed to guide us on our Halloween journey, oh and God. it is the Sandman. What? Do you know? It's the, the, the Sandman. Like, the one no, you no, no. like. <laughs> no, it's the Sandman, a.k.a. Adam Sandler. No! <laughs> I'm so defeated already. I hate you. I thought it was the man who gives you nightmares. Well, oh, he no, does, that actually. Great. Like the Neil Gaiman comic? That would be... No, that's too <sighs> good. It's too good. No, it's the Sandman, Adam Sandler, taking our little clammy hands... And walking us into the joyful Netflix exclusive, Hubie Halloween. What even is that? <laughs> it just released. I feel it's... like, do you know what? That's a good thing because you didn't even give me a hint. No, you wouldn't have guessed it. You would, because like, I wouldn't have guessed it because it's like, nobody gives a shit about this. No. <laughs> but we're topical. We're relevant. It's a 2020 Halloween movie. We're relevant. I'm Fuck keeping yeah. it fresh. Oh my god, Hubie Halloween. Incredible. What if it's what if it is very good? See, though? this is the thing. I haven't seen it. So I a, don't even know. That's a risk you're willing to take it for It does have 45% on Rotten Tomatoes though. So So not close great. to half of the podcast is probably gonna love it. Ooh. By contract. <laughs> well, I guess I suppose next week we're gonna have to do a lot of culling of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> of 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 the six listeners we have. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, our wonderful six supportive listeners, yes. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast at the moment, it would mean the world to us if you left us a review on your podcasting app of choice. But also, if you kind of just mentioned it to a friend, if there's a friend who's like, "Oh my god, I'm running out of things to do in isolation," you'd be like, "Oh hey, I know this really awesome podcast. They're really funny ladies. Well, funny people, and um, y'all should listen to it. Don't tell them you know us. No. Just, just, just tell them that. Just send them links. Just send like, them the link. Exactly. Word of mouth is scientifically proven to." make people feel guilty enough to listen to a podcast yeah if you recommend it enough it. <laughs> it's all you talk about. <laughs> it's all you talk about um, um but also yeah make sure you're following us on all our socials where at actually i loved it on instagram and at aileypod on twitter that's a-i-l-i pod yeah um gmail is actually i loved it at gmail if you want to send us an email on gmail gmail <laughs> I hate this. Um, and we would also just love to thank Imogen Siegler, uh, who has yes. 
who who made our opening music and made our beautiful jazzy little Musical tune genius. underscore. She's a legend. Follow her on Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, Siegler is spelt C-Y-G-L-E-R. Um, thank you, and uh, we will see you next week. QB <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Wait. Batman is not a good person. Batman is not a hero. Batman is bad. He is a predator. <laughs> I think we've said that at least once in every episode that one someone's a predator. Some particular male, usually the white male, is a predator. I mean, is that not generally? The case? It's, gener- it's generally the case.